0: Good morning. Welcome, C Spark. Glad you're here. Joe, Joe has a little bit of a head cold, so Joe will not be here today. So, uh, I guess I'm Joe. Uh, hey, morning, Joe. Hey. Go Joe. Go Joe. Good morning. Ricky is back with us. Uh, he's back there getting some coffee. Thank goodness. Lion said, when we send out a broken arrow, you have to have some sort of notice that the arrow is no longer broken. <laughs> Or recovered, because he got up this morning and uh, said a prayer for Ricky. So uh, we'll say a prayer for Joe, and and hopefully he gets uh, well, and it's no big deal uh, what he's got. Uh, So today we're talking about, uh, Phil's talking about face where you get stuck. Uh, Sometimes we get stuck in prayer, right? So uh, here's one prayer I heard a guy say. He said, uh, Lord, give me patience because if you give me strength, I'm going to need bail money. <laughs> and then I heard another one to where a guy was saying, uh, a CNN reporter was interviewing one of these guys that goes to the Wailing Wall. And uh, he had been there going there 60 years, faithfully, going to the wall, praying and praying for world peace, praying for peace between Christians, Jews and Islam, praying for peace, praying for peace. CNN interview. CNN interviewer said, well, what's it like, you know? He said, well, it feels like I'm talking to a wall. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. Bada boom. Bada boom. So, uh, Phil, I'll share this as a prayer kind of thing, and then we'll get started. Um, you know, it said in the morning, it, it said there's a verse in Mark one thirty five It says, and in the morning, like Lion did, uh, in the morning, a great while before day, jesus rose and went out to the lonely place and there he prayed And that just kind of stuck with me the lonely place uh, jesus went out there to pray to start the day to you know you know i think uh sometimes we can feel like we're orphans in this world and that's why when we show the videos of the military guys coming home it resonates i was like i understand that feeling and i want people to be back together and so god even Jesus would, would start the day saying, I need to be connected to God. I don't need to be praying to a wall. I need to be connected. You know, and Phil's talking about that, this connection and, and attachment with other men and, and with God, ultimately. But um, I, I took the time. Uh, so I had a friend. uh will wrap this up and get started. But I had a friend who lost his son. Uh, so two nights ago, I went to dinner with him. And we tried to avoid the conversation and then it came up and uh, man, man, it was just, you know, because I lost my brother four years ago and so as he's talking I'm feeling this, oh man I don't want to go there with you, but I'm here, but I'm going into the grave with you and and I'm trying to tell you that at some point you will come out of that place that you're in right now, you know and it just hurt and I woke up that night because, you know, that made me think about my brother and uh, I woke up and I wrote this uh, because I felt like uh, when I told him, I said, did you know that you don't have to say please in the Lord's Prayer? Said, that's kind of weird. You know, you don't say, please give me this day our daily bread. Jesus taught us to say, just ask for it. You will be given enough today to survive. That is a promise. So that's all I had to say. I was like, I don't have a lot of wisdom, but I can promise you that God will give you enough to get through today. And it may be just enough. You know, and you don't even have to say please. And so uh, I thought about that and I wrote this because Phil has talked about this and I had a deacon once tell me, he said, you know, you read these Psalms and you read the prayer like the Lord's prayer. What about if you wrote it in your own words? What would that sound like? So I said, well, if I'm going to get to sleep, I have to write this down because I'm thinking about, you know, the pain of, that he's going through and, you know, just feeling that you never know what can happen. But, um. Here's here's the Lord's Prayer in my own words, and we'll get started. Um, I said, God, you are the God of everything. I am the God of nothing. You are the creator of all that is good. You hold heavens in your hands. Your name is holiness forever. This world, this world is not heaven. But I want it to be more like it. You know what is best, and I surrender my will to your will. Please help me make my ways your ways. Give me only what I need to survive this day and give the rest to others, for many of them need it more than I do and deserve it more than I do. Forgive me for the hurt I've caused others. Um, Forgive others for the hurt they've done to me. I've done worse. I'm too easily seduced by this world. Expose my false beliefs for what they are. Save me from my selfishness. Guide me to hear only your voice, only your voice instead of the voice of the world. Help me to trust your voice more than even my own. The life you gave me belongs to you. You can do anything with just a single word. You give life that is forever. I want that forever life. So I'm I'm here to be near you today, and, and I want to be with you forever. I believe in you and your ways um, and more than anything else. your ways are not temporary, your ways are eternal. Please stay with me and keep me close to your heart. I ask in your holy name.
1: Amen, Amen. you don't need to that. <laughs> Thank you, Jeffrey. It was a great way to start. We could just end right now, as far as I'm concerned. It's cool. Morning, gentlemen. Excited to be here this morning, and I want to offer uh, you a song in hopes that uh, God will use the music and the words to the song to awaken your heart uh, to what He has for us this morning. He has brought you here, you didn't come on your own accord. He's already done a work uh, in your heart and in my heart by just getting us here. None of us are smart enough, holy enough, godly enough to want to be here on our own. He has brought us here this morning. And we all face challenges. And and as uh, Jeff mentioned, uh, the part of um, this uh, uh, study that we're working on this morning is facing where uh, you are stuck. In other words, what we're going to look at this morning is this idea of what do we do? Where do we go when we need help? Um, and I often say that uh, the four-letter word that most men will not use, we'll use every other four-letter word, but it's that H E L P. i I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. And so I want to offer you a song uh, this morning, uh, that's very powerful in this idea of uh, needing help eye of the storm by ryan stevenson just read just a small portion of it in the eye of the storm you god remain in control in the middle of the war you guard my soul you alone are the anchor when my sails are torn your love surrounds me in the eye of the storm when the solid ground is falling out from underneath my feet, between the black skies and my red eyes, I can barely see. When I realize I've been sold out by my friends and my family, I can feel the rain reminding me. May you hear the voice of God. May he awaken all of our hearts to what he has for us this morning.
2: Falling out from underneath my feet Between the black skies and my red eyes I can barely see And when I'm feeling like I've been let down By my friends and my family I can hear the rain reminding me yeah. In the eye of the storm Are You remain in control In the middle of all you got my soul, cause you alone are the anchor, when my sails are torn, your love surrounds me, in the eye of the storm, oh. when my hopes and dreams are far from me, and I'm running out of faith, I see the future, I picture, slowly fade away, and when the pain and heartache are pouring down my face yeah I find my peace in Jesus' name in the eye of the storm yeah you remain in control in the middle of the war you guard my soul cause you alone are the anchor when my sails are torn. your love surrounds me store And I just don't know how I'm gonna make ends meet I did my best, but now I'm scared to death That we might lose everything And when a sickness takes my child away And there's nothing I can do My only hope is to trust you Yeah, I trust you, Lord In the eye of the storm You remain in control Are torn. your love surrounds me, in the eye of the storm, you remain in control, in the middle of the war, you got my soul, cause you alone are the anchor, when my sails are torn, your love surrounds me.
1: Be on the alert, stand firm in your faith, act like men, be strong. Words from 1 Corinthians sixteen thirteen. We continue in our study on relationship to restore and renovate us. Follow with me as we read through our introductory paragraph. The power of relationship to restore and renovate. Isaiah 58, 12. You'll use the old rubble of past lives to build anew. Rebuild the foundations from out of your past. You'll be known as those who can fix anything, restore old ruins, rebuild and renovate, make the community livable again. Restoration. Restoration of our soul comes when we begin our relationship with God through his son, Jesus. Restoration of our heart and mind continues because of this secure attached relationship. So much Christian teaching tends to focus on right beliefs and the right choices as the key to personal growth, but biblical evidence and modern brain science show that our character is shaped more by whom we love than what we believe. It's about relationship. The book of Isaiah will help us see how the promise of salvation would come through the Messiah, but in addition to bringing pardon for sin, intimate relationship with Jesus renovates us wholly, mind, will, and emotion. The study is about showing how we can train our brains to relate to God based on a joyful mutual connection with Jesus, which will lead to emotional, relational, and spiritual maturity. And so we've been going through this um, idea of transformation, and I've mentioned to you that transformation is like a big puzzle It's like a third grade puzzle or uh, a kindergarten puzzle, if you will. And our art department of the Worldwide Ministry of Business and Professional Outreach International has come up with an incredible graphic to help communicate um, what I've been trying to say. So the art department uh, came up with this. Uh, Jeff uh, put this together as he's been hearing me try to explain it and um here's what he came up with it's the three-part puzzle of the intimate walk with god being a part of community and then the 19 brain skills so let's hear it for the art department jeff cook um intimate walk with god let me tease that out uh just briefly um this morning um do you walk with God? And what uh, the way I want you to see that this morning is in a Trinitarian way. God the Trinity. I walk with God the Father. I walk with God the Son. I walk with God the Holy Spirit. Um, and I would say to you that when we say, I walk with God the Father, I would, I would simplify that in, in two terms. One, I listen. I believe the Bible teaches that what it means to walk with God, if we had to summarize it in one word, is I listen, shut up, and listen. We do too much talking. God is always talking through nature, through his creation, so and through his word. And that's what I would say walking with God means in a simple way listen to what he's saying, and uh, read his word. Um, As I've said to you often, I think your Bible ought to look like an old baseball glove. Um, You just wear it out. Uh, Listen, read his word. That's how he speaks. So walking with um, God the Son, what does it mean to walk with Jesus? And there's where this strong idea of relationship comes into play, that Jesus is with me. Uh, Lo, I'm with you always, I'm with you always. And so I'm never alone. I'm in intimate relationship uh, with Jesus and I learn how to receive constant love. I'm receiving to as many as received him, to them, he gave the right to become children of God. And so when I'm walking with Jesus, I got my hands out and I'm always on receipt because I am so needy. Jesus, I need a fresh dose of you today. And then God the Spirit, if I'm walking uh, with God and walking with God the Spirit, what does that mean? I think it means two things. First of all, I need the power of the Holy Spirit. I need to be empowered this day. I cannot do this day on my own. When Jesus ascended into heaven, he told what did he tell the disciples? Don't do anything. Wait, because it's when the Spirit will come upon you that you will be empowered to be by witnesses. You can't do this uh, by yourself. Uh, the reason that so many of us fail in this God life is we're trying to do it on our own. It's impossible. So it means power, and then it means by living by faith, because the way we activate the power of the Holy Spirit is through faith. It is the righteous man who lives by faith. And so that's just a synopsis. What it means to to walk with God is I'm listening to God, I'm connected to Jesus, and I'm empowered by the Holy Spirit walking with God. Simple summary. And then I would add, you got to be writing it down. You've got to be writing it down, telling your story every day, writing it down. I want to just in a spirit of openness and vulnerability and even this idea of dealing with where we're stuck, I want to share with you what I I wrote in my journal uh, Monday morning. Dear Lord, I celebrate and I am willing to fight this day. I'm excited to welcome my sweetheart home. Carla and I have been away for uh, three weeks. We've been married coming up on 40 years, and we've never been away from each other for three weeks. I think she enjoyed it, and I was miserable. (laughs)
3: Look
1: forward to getting my sweetheart home today to sit on the front porch and enjoy uh, reconnecting with the love of my life. At the same time, I have so many thoughts and fears of self-doubt and condemnation. I feel like such a fraud. My inner critic is yelling in my ear. I will fight those voices this day. And I read Psalm 135 that day. God is good. He treasures me. I will trust him to guide my day, empower me to fight the battle inside and outside and rest in his secure love. But well, guys, I you know, I am broken in so many ways, and at the same time, you know, as I look objectively at my life, I'm supposed to be one of the mature guys. You know, I've been doing this for a long time. You know, people actually come for help, and I thought by the time I got to this point, I would be a lot more mature. I didn't think I'd have these crazy battles in my head. I thought that would kind of be in the rear view mirror. But oftentimes when I start the day,
3: I'm scared to death. I feel, I feel attacked. I feel like a fraud.
1: When I stand before you, I have to get a fresh dose of Jesus. I don't stand before you because of who I am. I stand before you on Thursday morning as a representative of the king, broken in all the ways I'm broken, scared to death, in all the ways I'm scared to death, but excited about what I've seen Jesus do in my life and what I know he's doing in yours. That's the way it works. Put that graphic back up there, please. So walking with God, Every day, just walking with God, transformed, and then got to be on a team. It's this idea of community, got to be in church, got to be in church. And I don't mean, you know, slip in on the back row and sing a few hymns and uh, uh, do tic-tac-toe while the pastor is preaching. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about really connected to men and women that love Jesus and that you can go to and that if I met with them and they told me that you were part of their community, that they would know enough about you to tell me your story because there's vulnerability and there's openness. That's what it means to be in church you know and so it's like uh so glad again that uh, jeff mentioned ricky and ricky we're glad you're here and you know we sent out a broken arrow because ricky was in trouble and what the broken arrow means is it's a life and death issue we don't just you know by the way broken arrow you know, come to Men's Roundtable, Broken Arrow, come to No, we don't do Broken Arrow like that. If we send out the Broken Arrow, which comes out of that movie, uh, We Were Soldiers, um, Lieutenant um, um, uh, Hal Moore, Lieutenant General Hal Moore, it means this is life and death. And Ricky was in that situation. Living in community, men knowing where you are. Mm-hmm. And then thirdly, are these 19 skills. It's like, okay, um, it's kind of like, you know, God brings us to himself. We come to Jesus and we're forgiven and we're um, given the promise of eternal life. Um, But then it's kind of like, okay, time to roll up your sleeves and go to work. This is going to be hard. And now it's a journey um a constant change and the way we've looked at this is that this third piece of the pie is broken into 19 small pieces and we've been working our way through those 19 pieces this is like these are skills this is where we want to develop this is where we want to grow and today we come to skill number 18. and 18 is this idea of being able to identify where you're stuck or we could say where do i need help i need to ask for help i want you to pick up your pen then and let's go to work here let's do a little journaling question number one that i'd ask you is where or how do you feel stuck right now? Right now. What's your greatest challenge? Now, now, guys, I truly believe as I've walked with God as best I know how through the years, there is always a stuck. There's always joy and always victory. And it's a
3: yee-haw,
1: celebrate. There's always celebration to have. Thank you, God. But there's always a fight going on in my crazy head, inside and outside, all the time, right, David? All the time. And so it's like that question, you ought to be, man, you know, just wearing it out. Hand me another pen, you know, wearing it out. Where do I need help? Where do I need help? Identify it. And I would suggest to you, that if 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 you don't get specific and concrete um, with Jesus, then you're not taking advantage of that relationship to transform you. It's, it's like you're living too generally. It's like, well, I don't know, you know, I don't know, you know, I don't know. Okay, God help me. Uh-uh. Get specific. Get concrete. So question number two, when you're stuck, what or who is helpful? So think about it for a minute. When you're stuck, whether it's now or when you've been stuck in the past, who do you go to? Who do you call? um, or, Or what's been helpful? And I would hope that you got three guys on your speed dial. Um, I would hope that you don't feel isolated. And I would hope somewhere um, you say, man, I get along with God uh, in, in solitude, not in isolation. It looks the same, uh, but one is life robbing and the other's life giving. And I open my journal and I start writing. I start writing. Um, and I start reading his word, and I hear him speak, and I even listen to music. Listen to music. Music awakens the heart. What do you do? Third question I'd ask you. Who do you know that is stuck right now? Who do you know that needs help? Somebody that you're close to, a son, a daughter, a friend. Who do you know that needs help? And then I would just suggest to you, could you be the helper? What would you do to help? And that's what we're going to kind of tease out this morning. Okay? To turn over to Isaiah 61. God always gives us a model in scripture, and that's what we've been looking um, at um, all through the book of Isaiah is the promise of salvation. And God, and God is using the voice of Isaiah um, to keep pointing the finger at the people for their lack um, of um, authenticity. Uh, with God, and they've given themselves over to idols, and there's going to be judgment. There's going to be judgment. Assyria and Babylon is going to be used by God to bring judgment, but all through Isaiah's message is God makes a way. God makes a way. There's salvation, and today we come to Isaiah 61. So powerful because what makes Isaiah so special is this is the passage that Jesus read um, when he uh, came out of the wilderness, having just been baptized uh, by his father, or by John the Baptist, and then being um, formally announced um, as God's son. This is my beloved son, God says, speaks out of heaven. Uh, John the Baptist baptizes Jesus, and then he's 40 days in the wilderness of being tested. When he comes out of the wilderness he walks into a synagogue and he picks up uh, the scroll of isaiah and he reads isaiah 61. now listen to this and what isaiah is saying to us is this is available now now this is not something way up there this is available right now and by the way those of you who have been to our men's coaching weekend you know that this is the passage that we read when we formally begin our journey on the weekend, Isaiah 61. Follow with me. And imagine yourself in that synagogue, in this Nazarene, this um, Jewish young man stands up and he starts reading and you're like, oh my goodness, he's like reading this like it's about him. The spirit of God, the master is on me because God anointed me. He sent me to preach good news to the poor, heal the heartbroken, announce freedom to all captives, pardon all prisoners. God sent me to announce the year of his grace, a celebration of God's destruction of our enemies. And I would just say, every day in my head are are two words, And and, and I reflect that in what I read to you from my journal. Every day when I start the day, I'm, I'm aware of what I can celebrate, right? Another day, it's a gift. Celebration, celebration, celebration. Always a celebration going on in our walk with God. And then at the same time, fight. I gotta fight. I'm in a war. This sucks. This is hard. This is awful, awful. Celebrate, fight. Celebrate, fight. The celebration of God's destruction of our enemies and to comfort all who mourn. To care for the needs of all who mourn in Zion. Give them bouquets of roses instead of ashes. Messages of joy instead of news of doom. A praising heart instead of a languid spirit. Rename them oaks of righteousness planted by God to display his glory. They'll rebuild the old ruins, raise a new city. Out of the wreckage they'll start over on the ruined cities take the rubble left behind and make it new and then he continues and verse 4 there is kind of a a reiteration of the passage uh, that we just read out of isaiah 58 verse 12. pretty much the same wording again two phrases i mean i mean we could (laughs) spend a whole series just on isaiah 61 But two things that I would just highlight. Number one is Jesus promises glorious freedom. I want you to be free. Why did Jesus come? And the typical answer I get from that is uh, to forgive us our sins. No, that's not why he came now that's what he did but why he came was
3: to set us free you know and it's like we're all in jail everybody's in jail and there's a voice outside that says okay you're all free you can go home
1: what's missing i'm not gonna unlock the first cell. <laughs> it's not it, it's not like um otis on Andy Gravel, where he just reaches around and grabs the the keys and opens, you know. No, Jesus unlocked the cell doors that we would all be free. He set us free. We were in jail. We were condemned. And Jesus came to set us free. What does it really mean? What would it look like in your life if you were experiencing full freedom and you weren't stuck, what would it look like? Well, I would suggest to you, one, one of the things it would look like is that I would be a better lover. I would be more forgiving. I would be more understanding, less offended. Um, I would be more helpful. I would be more attuned and less self-absorbed to others. What would it mean to be free? Jesus um, keeps us free from bitterness, self-medicating,
3: and isolation. Man, I want to isolate a lot.
1: I want to self-medicate. You know, I love... I just found out that the most sold chocolate is Reese Cups, and I love those peanut butter chocolate. I like mine frozen, where they're crunchy. Isn't that good? But but you know, I I mean, I'm going to get the bag, and I I mean, I'm just going to have two, right? Yeah, two, you know, two bags. <laughs> That's right. And, you know, a few minutes later, there's this pile, you know, of uh, a little crumply uh rapper and it's like dog gone what happened you know i self-medicated self-medicated and you know when i when i really have a hard time is after we've done um a coaching weekend somehow i get myself from ebenezer place holmes county back to uh, fairhope alabama i don't know how i do that somehow i just kind of like god kind of like this kind of puts me on a wave and I get there. I'm exhausted. I'm worn out. I've had an incredible weekend. Give me those Reese's cups, you know, and I can sit there and eat the whole bag, you know, I you know, don't want to do that. Bitterness, bitterness, you know, as a pastor friend of mine said, you know, the great commission would have been fulfilled a long time ago if it was one, one for all those doggone people. All right mess it up, bitterness. Mm -mm. And then
3: I love this next piece. Oaks.
1: He changes our name and he calls us Oaks of Righteousness. I believe in you, he says. Names are important. I live in one of the most beautiful parts of our country, I think. I live in L.A., lower Alabama. Let me make that clear. Uh, And all through uh, lower Alabama, of course, are these uh, live oaks. And, I mean, uh, you don't cut a live oak down down there. I mean, uh uh-uh, no. You're going to build something, you're going to build it around that live oak. Rightfully so. It's so cool. And um, that's what Jesus said he calls us. Oaks of righteousness. Oaks of righteousness. So God gives us this foundation. And then in the midst of that, we need help. Pain in the brain. So I want to, out for you. How do we need help? It's there on your notes. So this is what's true. This is our model. And if we're going to be transformed, we've got to work with this. There's pain and then there's solution to our pain. And I want you to do an assessment this morning to understand where you or others in your life may be experiencing pain. And the way I want you to think about your pain is more of the experience that you and others may be going through. So it's this idea of pain that I may be confused.
3: It's the idea of I may feel inadequate. I feel that a lot. Mm -hmm
1: um emotionally maxed out or or uh, a simpler way to say that is just burnout i just feel burnout or like what i hear in my office a lot i'm tired i feel tired and that's code you know you got to you got to hear what's being said i feel tired but i can't sleep you know i don't sleep
3: you know i feel tired um disconnected. I'm just disconnected. And then the big one, I feel alone.
1: Now, I want to, I want to, again, invite you to see your pain where you're stuck through those five categories. I feel confused, I feel inadequate, I feel burnout, disconnected, and alone. And as we jump into these and kind of tease these out, I want to show you a clip uh, of Captain Kidd. And this is out of Tom Hanks' movie, um, News of the World. And Captain Kidd, um, post-Civil War, traveling around the country, and he's reading uh, the news. He has access to a newspaper. And back then, it's like, you know, how you found out the news, you gathered in the Uh, in the city town square and some guy read because most people couldn't even read. And so um, as the story goes, Captain Kidd um, has this gig where he travels around reading the news, news of the world. And somehow um, he encounters a family that's been um, uh, killed and the only survivor is Johanna. And Johanna is a little girl. Again, I want you to see this metaphorically, you know, get out of your left brain, see it metaphorically. And somehow here is Captain Kidd. Life is pretty good for him. He's got a pretty good gig. He's just traveling around and he's confronted by somebody who is stuck or needs help. She is innocent. She's a little girl nothing more innocent than a little girl. She needs his help. Johanna. So he finds out that he has two options. He can uh, deliver her to relatives that uh, um, exist in another town far away, or he can care for her. So what would you choose? Well,
3: He knows that the best option for him is to deliver Johanna
1: to her relatives, and he tries to make that work. Watch this.
2: We had to tie her. She runs away.
3: She's a child.
0: She. No work. My mistake. She doesn't belong here. Wir machen was wir konnten. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <clears> hey. <throat> <clears> Johanna. <throat> <clears throat>
3: Let me Johanna go. Yes? If that's what you want.
1: Gentlemen, I think that's the picture of God. You belong with me, you belong. Come to me, all who are heavy laden give you rest. We all need help. How we need help can be broken into some smaller pieces. So a person who is confused, um, that's a left-brained issue. I don't understand. Why would he do that? how could that happen? I hear that kind of confusion all the time. That's a left brain issue. And so when somebody is is confused like that and having a hard time with what has happened, it's trauma. So what what we say is the solution is helping them with reality or information. It's like, you know, how that happened to you should
3: have never happened. That was wrong.
1: And that's a left brain issue. Now, again, it takes more than just information to bring healing. We always say that all healing is relational. But the confusion part is important. So somebody that's dealing with confusion, they need reality. A person who feels inadequate, what do, what do they need? Um, I, I feel inadequate <laughs> all the time. Um, I thought, as I said earlier, I thought I would feel a whole lot more mature, but I ain't, you know, as mature as I thought it would be. So somebody that's dealing with inadequacy, what do they need? They need an example. They need a story you know, me too. I mean, somebody who's feeling inadequate, you sit with them and they tell you a story. It's like, you know, when I I was going through what you were going through, this is how it worked for me. Um, you know, let me put you with a guy that I know that's going through the same thing. He'll show you how to get through this. And that's what we see all the time in our men's coaching weekend is the stories that are told inadequacies that are overcome. And then this idea of emotionally being maxed out, um, this idea of when you are feeling burned out, you need what we call attunement, or or to put it just in in more newspaper English, is with. I just need to be with, because when I feel burned out, what I wanna do is just quit, isolate, be by myself, right? That's the worst thing that can happen. But you need, at that point, Job's friends as they were when they first arrived at Job's house, right? And what did they do when they first arrived at Job's house? They sat with him for seven days. They just were with, we're just gonna sit here. And it's amazing what that'll do for somebody that just feels burned out. I just need company, you know. Let's just sit together. And then somebody who feels disconnected. Again, this idea of I need rest in community. Not not rest in um, terms of just more sleep. I've seen people be disconnected and they think that they just need more sleep, more sleep, more sleep. Sometimes that's all you need, and certainly that's what uh, God did with Elijah when he felt discouraged and depressed, and God just put him to sleep, woke up, fed him some bread, put him back to sleep, and that changed the perspective. But more times than not, when you feel disconnected, you you need community. You need, uh, once again, to feel the rest through those that can help carry pieces of your load. The load belongs to you, but we share our burdens as if we take a brick off of the truck of somebody's load. You get a bunch of guys who'll take a brick, you can handle that load. And then finally, this idea of alone. Somebody who feels alone needs simply a lot of love i feel alone i feel alone it was so great um, to have carla home on monday night silly me i had men's uh, night out scheduled that night hadn't seen her in three weeks i was feeling lonely and fortunately god protected me from myself doing another thing another thing and so i canceled Men's night out, how can I do that? Am I not committed to these men? That would have been stupid for me to have men's night out when I really needed to be with my wife. And so she and I had a great time Monday night just getting caught up and reconnected. Guys, we all feel stuck at different times. Confused, inadequate, burned out, disconnected, and alone. But God always makes a way. God always makes a way. He's given us freedom, and he's called us oaks of righteousness. Let's pray. Father, thank you uh, for this morning. Thank you for these men. Thank you for the journey that you've given us. Thank you for the celebration that we can experience every day by knowing you. And thank you for the empowerment that you give us to fight the battle that faces us. Help us to be helpers and give us the courage to be willing to be helpies as well. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Have a great week, guys.